Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Lithuania. Hello, and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry. And at the end of this series, it's you, the listeners, who vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. Hello, Monty. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Once again... I'm good. Good. I'm glad you're good. Are you good? I'm very good, thanks. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm post-Olympics, which was all lovely. And uh, yeah, back into the the swing of things now. We're post-pandemic. We're not quite yet, are we, really? But... We're not, no. We've got a way to go on that yet. <laughs> yeah. Keep your fingers crossed we get a live show, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to talk about Lithuania. But uh, before we do today... Um, until we've got a mailbag that is bulging. We have indeed. We've got an email from Peggy. Now I get a bit confused because I've got a friend called Peggy who's really called Matt and then you're called Matt so I have to differentiate between <laughs> you. And then this is Peggy who's not my Peggy but is our Peggy yeah. because of this. So Peggy is in the Big Apple and uh, has emailed us before. So hello again from the Big Apple. Howdy. Hey. I am really enjoying listening to your thoughts on the contest. Although, I think you should have talked about Blows Mafian during the Norway episode. While their song wasn't the best, the performance was great and really surprised a lot of people. Actually, Peggy, I agree. We did like that song. Mm. We just had so many to pick and we just didn't have the time. And that's the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes in Second Cherry. Yeah. The cherry... Bakewell crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't have time for the good stuff because because sometimes we want to point out some of the ridiculousness that's on display. Anyway, Peggy goes on. Question for both of you. Who were the best and worst dressed of the national final season in 2021? My favourite was Rayleigh's first outfit for his semi-final performance and the Teflon brothers took the prize for the worst outfit, in my opinion. What are yours? Thank you for being a good thing of the week, and I can't wait to see who wins this year's second cherry, Peggy. Oh, thank oh. you, Peggy. Thank you for writing in. That's very lovely. Oh, there's a question. Matt, what do you think? Your sartorial yays and nays. I mean, there is so much, it's hard to think back, but I actually agree with both of Peggy's answers because, yeah, Teflon was a bit all over the place. I, I don't know what was going on there. So I suppose that would have to be the worst dress. And um definitely Rayleigh, that heat that they, they nailed the costume for that so well. It was so on point. It was eighties flash dance. It was just perfect. They really nailed it. Yeah, I totally agree. That's that's right. What about, what about you? Well I there's a few for me actually or I think back there's no there's no big stinker and no big standout. Um, I have to say, I didn't like the Danish outfits. I was quite vocal on that. I think he looked a bit scruffy mm-hmm. in that vest. Um, the country that I think we're going to next week on Second Cherry, let's just say that may have a couple of contenders for worst outfit. Uh, yeah. um, Albania as well, I think. I rather liked Mirud's natty little bolero outfit ensemble 
Um, but then we had Castro Zizo, who was the, the man with the skirt. Yeah. On. <laughs> so we had uh, picks and troughs in Albania, I think. In Portugal as well, I think I absolutely didn't like what the Black Mamba were wearing. That hat really mm. knocked me. But then I think Valeria, um, who sang the Mais Profunda Saudade, in that big yellow dress in the final, I, mean, I just thought she looked absolutely gorgeous in that. But... There's one from last week's episode that I think was rather natty, and that was Sifaz from France yep. in his little, uh, the yellow outfits and his little sort of, you know, plaid and hat and preppy everything. dances. Yeah, I think I thought that looked really good. And actually, somebody who got to Eurovision and didn't change her main costume that much, although she stepped into and out from a much bigger <laughs> costume, was Manisha. Yes, I just thought you know she captured the whole essence of that. Perfectly, and her, her her clothing choices were absolutely on point. Talking of Eurovision, though, I have to say, I know we have the Barbara Dex Award, which did they even run this year? I don't know if they've done it, but because I generally don't like highlighting people who are dressed badly. I don't know, it's just, I kind of feel like I'm unqualified. But if, you know, there were so many people at Eurovision this year who I think absolutely nailed the dress. So, you know, Angela Peristeri for Albania, she looked stunning. Uh, Jean's tears with his Charlie Chaplin sort of quirkiness. The, the, the costuming was absolutely just on point. And also Jean-Gu because he had, from the Netherlands, he had the slightly, ever so slightly understated queerness of the leather arm straps and, and chaps. Um, I really, oh, yes. we really appreciated that, didn't uh, we? Absolutely we did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really like the worst dress, but if, if, if you're pushing me, I would say something like James Newman. I, I would have had him not that he dressed badly, but I felt like he was dressed a bit like a car salesman. I would have kind of dressed him up a bit more, something a bit more showy, but still reflected his like personality. That's what costume does. That's what a stylist does. Some of their stylists don't think got right. Yeah, not as showy as that gold pyjama suit that he came out into one of the rehearsals with. I don't know, why not? It's oh, bags of personal. <laughs> there was a Barbara Dex Award awarded this year, and I think actually on the Barbara Dex Award, they have tried to move it away from being the worst dressed to um, is it the most noteworthy <laughs> so I think they are trying to soften it a little bit because I think I think we, you know when it was conceived as a as an award the attitudes have changed so much and you know all the kids now don't like slagging anything off yeah they, you know they don't want to be um uh, negative about anything but you know I think if something is is hideous you should say it's hideous um ticks won the Barbara Dex award this year and, well, yes, I think that fitted the criteria of both noteworthy and hideous. I almost was going to say that, but thought I've come down on him a bit too hard in the past, so I'm going to just keep quiet. But I, I, that doesn't surprise me, no. <laughs> Look what you've sparked, Peggy. Look what you've sparked. You can get in touch with us uh, via email as well. We'll tell you how to at the end of the show, but we've also had... We've also had some social media as well, haven't we? Yeah, let's run through them a bit. So Mo has written in again. He put in quotes, Middle Eastern tentary, which is your comment from from last week. <laughs> That's my grasping at d- descriptions and <laughs> yeah. not so, getting them. Middle Eastern tentary gave me quite the chuckle and I agree with the choice of cherry as the correct one. 
Not necessarily my favourite though. You did speak about my favourite though, unlike Matt's favourite not making the cut. Dare I ask which that was? Uh, yeah, it was Tutti Casanova. I quite liked that entry. Quite cheeky. So thank you, Mo. Thanks for your tweet. Keep them coming. And of course, our perennial <laughs> Bob tweet. Magnifique Monday. This second cherry French episode is fantastic. Every song should be a Eurovision champion. Oh, great. Oh, there's someone else. There's someone else as well. So David. Um, fab episode. Nice to have a French national final again. Keep up the good work, lads. And he did just come back to us about is he okay with COVID? He did catch COVID, but he's okay now. So we're very, very happy about that, David. That's very good to know. Thank you. Mm. Do you know, we say Bob perennially there, but actually Bob is one of our biggest champions. And there was also a tweet from Bob replying to BBC Sounds. That's right. On which we featured last year. Um, and BBC Sounds had asked, what's the best podcast to listen to on a walk? And Bob has said, it's got to be Second Cherry, a treasure trail through all the songs that didn't make the Eurovision final. Ah, uh, that's really sweet. Thank you for promoting us, Bob. That yeah. really, really does mean a lot to us. You do more than we do, so we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we also had um, a comment on the website as well about the French episode, uh, which was from Rodney, uh, who said, thank you so much for going for Pony X. I love this song. You're welcome, Rodney. We're glad that we could uh, please you. Um, although I've just given a spoiler away for last week's episode, if you haven't heard it. But if you're not listening chronologically, then, well, tough. Yeah, what are you doing with your yeah. lives? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was just one final tweet. Um, by I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, but it's Sarah or Sarah George. That's your Twitter handle. Um, but you've said, ooh la la, this was one of my favourite national finals. Yeah, I think uh, we kind of agree yeah. with that a little bit. It was a very strong yeah. French national final. That that comment is bang on the money. Yeah, absolutely brilliant national final. Thank you. But we're moving on to well, a different national final, and that is from Lithuania. Matt, tell us about the history of Lithuania at Eurovision. Now, we have given a bit of a potted history before, but for our new listeners out there, Lithuania debuted in 1994, so relatively recently, with um, a song called Lopsina Milamai by Ovidius Vizniauskas. Um, it's Lullaby for My Beloved, that translates to. And it came last, 25th place. So, but that, I mean, people's first entry generally doesn't do well. So, you know, that's all right. Yeah, last place with no points. With no well. points. So, yeah, unceremonious. <laughs> mm. So from 1994, that was. They didn't come back until 1999. They were scarred, but they got over it. Thank God. So overall, they've participated 21 times. And as we said, they're absent from 95 to 98. They were relegated from Eurovision in 2000, 2003, when that system was in place. Thank God it's not now. They've never won, but the best result was in 2006 with LT United and the song We Are The Winners of Eurovision. If Thankfully, you remember. they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> However, this new edition of the national final, which you're going to talk about in a minute, takes from that song. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's where it's from anyway. Do you want me to Google it? No, because I, I, I should know this because remember I kind of helped devise that name. <laughs> <laughs> which I won't go into now because that's there. But anyway, as of two, as of 2021, 
Lithuania remains the only Baltic country that is yet to win the contest after wins for Estonia in 2001 and Latvia in 2002. However, since the introduction of the semi-final round in 2004, Lithuania has more final appearances than any other Baltic nation, uh, with 10, that is, in the final, uh, compared to 7 for Estonia and 6 for Latvia. So I think that they're, they're, they punch above their weight. They do really, really well. Um, and that's the history of Lithuania at Eurovision. So the national final this year was held over four shows, two heats on the 16th and 23rd of January, a semi-final on the 30th of January, and a final on the 6th of February, all held at the LRT studios in Vilnius. Pabandam Isnaoyo is the title let we go again uh this was the title for the show used for the second year in a row previously it's been called eurovisius or eurovisia um or a similar name like that and they've had national final every year they've taken part except for that inaugural year when they made their debut so their internal selection clearly didn't work on that occasion mm. uh with a, a null pointer but actually the Lithuanian selection has been protracted at times. There was one year, I think it was 2014, it was a 12-week show. And I kicked off with a gala sometime in mid-December and went right up to the wire. Um, and the first few shows were just selecting from artists. And it was week seven before we even got to hear a competing song. And it was just so long. I mean, I remember... Just thinking, I'm never going to get around to listening to all of that because it was such a commitment. Mm. I do think it's better now that it's slightly shorter and snappier show. I, so, have, I have a bit of a theory why that is. And this isn't inside information. Generally, I've just thought of it right now as you said that. Is that the LRT, the channel over in Lithuania, have taken on um, Dancing with the Stars as in strictly come dancing uh, franchise from the BBC. And so their time is filled up with that. Half the years, like Dance from the Stars, half the years then concentrating on the national final. So I wonder if that has then forced their hand to have this more condensed national final, which is for the better. If it has, then I'm very thankful for it. This year, the two heats consisted of 10 entries in each, and uh, half of those entries were eliminated, with the remaining half advancing to the semi-final, made up of 10 songs. In that semi-final, half of those entries were eliminated and five went on to the final. But in the final, the winner was selected from those remaining five songs plus an additional entry from the Roop, which got a wild card directly into the final because they had been selected and not able to take part last year. So we went through all the rounds and then they came in. This is how Wimbledon used to work in the very, very early days. <laughs> There'd be a playoff and then when it got to one person left, they would play the, the winner from last year's tournament who would only have to win one match to win it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a little bit like the Roop here. Um... The results of the four shows are all 50-50, uh, jury and televotes. Um, the songs in each heat were ranked according to the televote and then converted into the Eurovision-style points. Um, it, it's, it's based on the number of the songs in the show. So in the final, 
obviously there weren't 10 songs, only six songs to, to uh, distribute those amongst. Five jury members in the first three shows and two extra were added to the jury in the final. If there was a tie, the winner would have been decided by the jury points rather than the public mm. points. Surprise that that's still happening. Yeah. <laughs> so as we all know, the Roop coming back with their wild card won the national final to the surprise of absolutely nobody. No and uh, went on to Eurovision, where they qualified in fourth from their semi-final, 203 points, and came eighth in the final with 220 points. Should we have a listen to them? Let's. So the group there with their Eurovision song, which finished top 10. I mean, top 10's pretty impressive, you've got to say. Did the right song win? Yeah, 100%. 100%. This was head and shoulders above the rest in this national final. Uh, and I think that was because of the route. I think nobody wanted to submit songs this year, knowing full well that the route were the biggest band in Lithuania were on the verge or at this when did sign for Warner but um Warner Music but were on the verge of all that you wouldn't compete you would like let me skip a year and I think that's what a lot of people did I have to agree with you on that I think when we get to the songs we'll see the standard that was there and there are some good songs there mm-hmm. are some decent um, we we haven't had terrible pickings for Second Cherry um, but I think you're right I mean who was going to put in their killer song it'd be really interesting to see what we get next year mm. and what the quality's like if people have you know chucked in I mean I think having said that I think there are artists who always know they're not going to win a national final and actually this is about getting a platform for their songs so a lot of artists got platforms for those songs but I do think that if somebody had something they really thought had a good chance of winning they probably held it back so let's have a delve into the Lithuanian national final. So before we get into the songs, I just want to mention, kind of as a special mention, um, Gebrasi, who is a singer-songwriter and who competed in this year's national final. We're not going to play his song or kind of talk about him too much, but I wanted to highlight him because not only did he bring his song to this year, but two others that are in that we are going to talk about. And I just wanted to mention because he's clearly a talent. He's clearly someone that I think the, the, the TV channel are interested in. And I just think, I don't know about you, Monty, but fingers crossed he comes back next year um, because he's sort of had a taste of it. Um, but I also want to mention, could he, I think, I, I, I think I'm guessing here because I haven't seen anything concrete, but I think he's an out gay man. He's really outspoken on Twitter about LGBT issues. And yeah, I just, I think he's just really one to watch for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't that struck on his song. It was quite a nice melodic song, but I don't think it was really a competitive song. So I wonder if it was a bit of a placeholder bit of a kind of putting your marker down, yeah. getting yourself in the consciousness of the 
Lithuanian audience and then going to come back because he has actually talked about you know that was the I think his fourth choice of song to go in you know so he went he he went through a, a number of songs before deciding on the one to to submit and also as you say a number of the songs written by him so we will um we will bear him in mind as we go through and look out for potential return for Gabrassi next year but what's the first song we're going to talk about? Well, song number one then is Voldemar's Peterson's with Never Fall For You Again. Monty, this is giving me sort of a Britpop band vibe from the 90s. What what do you think? Oh, okay. I didn't get that. It's more of a kind of... It's a very jaunty little number. I got more of a kind of sort of, you know, that kind of song that you you nod along to and, you know, or people clap along to. Um, It's quite um, jolly. Voldemar's, not to be confused with Voldemort from Harry Potter. He's a lot. He's better looking. Than Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemar's is. Um, he finds himself in a tempestuous relationship, but he's resolving it by leaving and resolving never to fall for the person again. Um, he, it, it's very jolly. I do quite like this. Voldemort, I was going to call it that. God, I'm confusing it now. Voldemort is playing a little ukulele, um, and there's a band around him. Uh, they're a little bit more rocky than he looks. He's in a um, he's in a red sequin jacket. It's very showbiz. Yeah, I quite like. They it. suit it up for the final. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's a. I do quite like this. It's a. It's got a good feel good beat to it and it's it does have that positivity of you know you've been in a pretty bad place but you're moving forward and you're doing something to to get yourself out of it it's jolly but for me it stops a little bit short of being actually good yes i i know what you mean i know what you mean when i say Britpop, by the way i don't mean sort of like in the sound of the song as such it's more the visual and the the way it's presented but the song's been beefed up in the production. You can tell. You can sort of almost see how it was written with a guitar and then the production guys come in and, and beefed it up. And I think it needs it because it could... It's dangerously close to meandering. It doesn't, um, but it's close to doing so. It, it actually... It has a bit of personality to it. I think that's what I quite like about this. Um, it, it does seem to be lacking some something, but it's got it's got personality. Um, it's not my kind of music, but it is a strong entry in a year where, as we said, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest year this year for Lithuania. But yeah, decent song. Mm-hmm. Next song that we're going to talk about is called No, and it's by Titus Air Benes. So, Matt, what do you think of this? It's a it's a couple of couple of twinks which pleased 
some members of the cherry team, yeah. not the ones that are sat around this table at the moment. No, we, we're not really into twinkage. But um, yeah, some cherry members did did like the, the visual. Let's say that much. Um, I, I I mean, I like the two together. Actually, these two guys, um, they blend quite well. Not with the strongest voices, though. To be honest, they kind of were sitting at this table, um, like op- almost like a dinner table on their opposite sides and they're sort of banging oh is that in the heats because the one i watched for this they were sat on kind of stage crates. oh yeah of course yeah no i'm going yeah yeah i think I, but yes i do remember the table yeah the early around that's the thing about lithuania the the performances really get different as the weeks go on yeah we do we see changes different. in presentation we see changes in costume in choreography um, yeah, actually, the, it's quite. It is quite interesting for that, but it is a it is a chore sometimes getting through all of those early rounds if it's a long one. Yeah, I do. I do think I do forget actually because to me this song is is quite bland. This is one of the songs that was written by Gibrassi. Uh, I can see why he's passed on it. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I have to say I do forget from time to time just how talented you have to be especially at their age they're young I don't know how old they are but they're they're young um, to pull off a TV performance like that I have to say they were quite uh, they didn't look like you know rabbit caught in the headlights you know they weren't scared Mm -hmm. they they tackled it head on just quite you know nice song nice boy singing a nice song Um, and that's kind of it for me but um, yeah it, it was quite bland it's very 90s boy band it has that kind of it has a flavour of being anthemic. It kind of has an essence of anthem whilst falling short of actually being anthemic. Um, but it is dressed up as, you know, sort of boy band like, even to the point where, you know, they're sat down and then at one point in the song, they both rise at the same time, exactly the same point where a boy, a boy band would have done that in unison from <laughs> yeah. their stools. Um, I, there's something about this that the thing that interests me most is. Lyrically, he's singing about being let down by a lover who feels he's let walk all over him um, and left him with a burden of emotion to shoulder on his own. But then they've come back and they, you know, they want to get jiggy again. Uh, he's quite pleased with himself because he's saying, actually, this time I've managed to stand up for myself and I've said no, which is much to be commended. But what's odd about this for me is lyrically, it feels like such a personal song. It's somebody's own experience, but it's being sung by two people in the song, exactly the same lines and the same emotions. And it's kind of, it just feels a bit incongruous. It feels as though this is the, uh, this is a song that one person should be singing to bring the authenticity. I mean, have they both had exactly the same poor experience? And, you know, has the lover played both of them <laughs> at the same time and dumped each of them? Um, it just isn't the kind of song to be sung by. Um, um, you know, multiple singers. Mm. Um, their their Instagram, which only has four posts, seems to have been put together very much for this. Says that they're a cousin duo. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know whoever this damn lover is. They've been uh, keeping it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just it's strange. It mm. just doesn't sit. There's something about it which doesn't sit well because of that. But that made that noteworthy for me to want to talk about yeah. the podcast. I didn't I didn't pick up on that actually, but um yeah, probably best not to dwell on the possible family member that anyway. 
<laughs> song number moving on <laughs> song number three is called Shadows by Milita Monty, this was another song that was written by our friend Gibrassi. What are your thoughts? He gets everywhere, doesn't he? Don't he? He's definitely going to be back next year. Um, I think this is a really nice melodic pop song. Um, I think it's very pleasant, um, although I think it's rather unchallenging. Mm. Um, you know, there's uh, there's nothing particularly that stands out about the lyrics or the, the tune, but it's very, very nice. I like Melita. She's wearing this sort of flared sequin catsuit with a cinched, very high-waisted bodice. And it gives the illusion that her legs go on forever. It's black, isn't it? It's black sequins. It's black, and it it gives her a great silhouette. Uh, And it looks absolutely stunning. Um, Again, the song is, you know, it's quite a a well-trodden theme about the need to be as one and show unity in your relationship and not to bicker or not to fight. And, you know, they're reflecting on, on have they learned the lessons to do this and actually, you know, to let themselves be as one where they clearly want to be, but some of these little, you know, little arguments are getting in the way. Mm. I I think she looks absolutely stunning. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman, I have to say. Um, she's sort of standing on a podium as well. It's kind of simple graphics going around. I mean, everyone had slightly simple staging because it was a studio setup. But um, this was quite quite a, a basic setup. The the song, as you say, it bounces along nicely. It's it's isn't for me. It isn't just pleasant. It's got something with it, but it 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 doesn't deliver on what it might promise. Actually, at the start, you think, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere," and we just don't. It still it still you know moves forward and it's quite bouncy in places, but doesn't think, "Oh, where could you have gone with this? You could have maybe this song could have really opened up a bit more." Yeah, um, and I think that's emblematic of the the whole national selection. Really, what we had here is there were songs that I I don't really want to call them filler because I don't think they are just filler, but no. they're they're filler in the sense of. They're the songs that would only ever also run, regardless of, you know, whether the Roop were there with their, you know, special wildcard or not, and whether the Roop were massive favourites or not. It still would have only, you know, got so far, this song, I think, and a lot of them in there. And I think that is symptomatic of people, you know, holding back their best work. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out that this, we were like in the pandemic and Lithuania was hit hard obviously it's a smaller country so they had to be very careful so they were being very stringent and i think that you could see that in the performances there wasn't enough time to really bulk out what you're going to do but that yeah so that was melita shadows the next song we have is called my guy and it's caught by gabriella spagelis My guy keeps me holding on. My guy never leaves me torn. 
Gabrielis was in the Lithuanian selection last year. And we loved that song. And we loved that song. Tave Chiarandu, I Find You Here. He started his performance, sat down in the audience, and kind of, you know, strolled onto stage in one of the heats he had this, that kind of, you know, shorts and shirt combo, matching combo thing that all the young gays are wearing yeah. these days. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I just definitely could never get away with. When did he have the He-Man Bob? Was that in the final? Or the, was the He-Man he, Bob in the <laughs> <laughs> He Well, actually, yeah, looking at his, um, his uh, social media as well, his Instagram seems to, you know, have him with that kind of Bob tear. I don't know if it was you know, growing it through lockdown, but he has had it all shorn off now and he looks much better. He looks a bit like Richard III with that (laughs) hairdo. It was very, very odd. Um, I like this. I really like this. Um, It's slow, it's smooth, and it's nicely about that kind of reassurance you get from a lover in your relationship when, you know, you're, you're, everything's good and you're tight, but you might feel a bit of kind of anxiety or, you know, you might feel a bit of insecurity or self-doubt at times. And it's, uh, the lyrics are really quite nice. Like, one night, life is spinning me around. You say I'm the pretty one. You say I'm the only one. Um, all these moments come in tears. My guy keeps holding on. My guy, my guy keeps me holding on. My guy never leaves me torn. And then it says God and fears at the end, which I think is a strange English phrase. <laughs> so it's not all brilliant and living, but I, I, do, I do like the sentiment of this. Yeah, this is one of my favourite songs, I think, from the National Final. I, look, you sometimes you get a song that is, it sounds a lot better on the recording than what is performed and presented on stage. And I think this is probably one of them. Um, because I have listened to this song constantly. I was listening to it on the way over here, actually, today. So I think the reason for that is this, and sometimes Lithuania National Funds do this as well, where artists don't quite get the visual. So, for instance, the bucket hat that he wears, um, like the Burberry bucket hat, it just doesn't work. It's not made for stage. You know, it's streetwear. It's going out. It's a press event it's not performance wear um and i think i'm allowed to say that uh he was asked this question uh whether there was an alternative um and no he insisted insisted. he likes his burberry there's a photo on his instagram of him in a full burberry suit in that kind of tartan yeah um pattern and it doesn't work for me that, that that outfit, but having the having it pulled down over your eyes, you know, like how you know I've said in this podcast many times, I don't like people wearing glasses on stage or indoors because it's just it's silly, and it's the same thing. The, the hat over the eyes is just it's not a performance; it's style over substance. But actually, there's no style here either. It's you know cheap Burberry. This song is excellent though. I really do like the song. He has a great sort of contemporary tone to his voice. I think there's so much he can do. He's in this sort of 80s vibe, you know, very current 80s revival vibe. But I think he can really go on and do other things as well. Not as good as last year's entry, though. It's not as good as last year's entry. And I think there's that contrast between the live performance and the studio. I think this is something which I really feel here. Because I think there's... There's something about Gabrielis as a live performer. I'm not quite sure he's giving everything he could. Um, there's there's choreography and there's movement. There's not much of it, 
But I think what there is is wrong. I think, you know, he's quite tall. He's quite gangling. Um, and I think he has a, his natural frame makes him look a little bit awkward on stage, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's let down the two performances I've seen this year's and last year's. You know, and I mean, you know, you can't, I'm not criticizing for, you know, for his physicality. You, you can't, you know, you can't change things like that, but I'm just not sure that he's making the most of what he could be doing on stage. What he is doing though, and I absolutely adore him for this, is he's being very explicit about the gender of the person he's singing about. And, you know, this is very clear. He's singing about being in a relationship with a man and it's a queer relationship. And I think that's massive for visibility in many countries. Um, I think it challenges our stereotypes about Eastern Europe. Um, I mean, you know, there are... Some advances in, you know, social attitudes and policy uh, and legislation in Lithuania, but it, there are still a lot of social and legal challenges for LGBT people. So I think I really like the fact that he's out there representing. And I'm comparing the, this kind of representation with some we've mentioned in the podcast before from back in 2010, which was by Ruslanis uh, Kirilinkas, which was, I, I love a boy who's in love with a fairy tale. Yeah. And it was the year after Alexander Rybak won. And he was out there, you know, basically saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with Alexander Rybak. Um, I, I, I've nice fun sentiment, but I think this is doing queer visibility a little bit better. It's definitely worth pointing that out because they do have a president that has come out and said that he's not changing the policy wording about uh, what constitutes marriage and, and the current wording is between a man and a woman. So, yeah, he, yeah they it's, it's lovely to see. Yeah. So the next song that we have for you is Twosome and it's called I Love My Bear. Matt, you like a bear, don't you? I really do, Monty. Not this one, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> so, uh, look, when when the songs were announced, and you know, it's like everyone's on Twitter and everyone's having a bit of a laugh, and you know, this was going around. You know, look at look at Twosome, they're back. They've been, you know, they've been here before. Um, what were they here with? They were here last year. Oh. It was the I'm a basket I'm a Lithuanian basketball player. That's right. Yes. Um, which I think had something about it. It was still not. You know, it's kind of look how funny we are. Aren't we funny? Please tell me I'm funny. Um, and I think this is even more in that direction. I think I think I'm really done with this whole aren't we silly approach. It's it's no longer what. Lithuania want to be showcasing actually um, and I say that having spoke to people who are on the panel choosing the songs <laughs> for this national final it was a discussion should we have them back or not is this the sort of thing we want to do now you know they, they've had their time I think it now is enough I think you know it it's the worst song they've ever submitted 
to the national final. I think it's just playing up too much. There's not, there's nothing here. There's no talking point other than uh, the fact that they've got some really, really sad, sort of almost dirty looking costume, um, a bear costume, and and was the was the pink was that a pink bear costume or pink rabbit or well I something? don't know I, I I was a bit confused with that I wasn't sure if the pink costume was a a unicorn or if it was meant to be more of a pig but there was a horn so maybe it was a I don't know a horny pig maybe I should rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about bears and horny pigs, and I'm not at all excited. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> there is something of the contrived comedy factor about this. It is deliberately trying to be a bit wacky, isn't it? I mean, although having said that, I mean, they're, they're quite simply dressed in jeans and grey tops, but they're doing some kind of, you know, little comedy movements on the, the, uh, the dancing. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird. The thing is, when they get to the chorus singing, I love my bear, it actually sounds more like they're singing, I love my beer. And in the video for it, there are beers that are being drunk around the campsite, a campfire, but there are also bears. So I'm not sure if it's a deliberate play on that. Um, but if it is, it doesn't really work in English, you know, because the words are just, too different so I'm not really sure what's going on with this um, but it obviously gathered a lot of attention I think on the back of them having done the Lithuanian basketball player song last year so people were looking out for this but it was just a bit of a disappointment the song though actually I don't mind the song really? It, well it's kind of it's upbeat it's a bit like a shindig going on yeah. there's a bit of a kind of a hoedown fiddle going on and it's quite you know it's a it's an easy sing-along song um so it's very easy to get into it just doesn't give you what you want from a bear or certainly doesn't give us what we want from a bear a hundred percent so that's it then there's all of our songs for consideration but before we announce the winner of the episode and the lithuanian cherry uh there's this Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So you know the drill by now. This is the part of the show where we like to highlight something positive in the fandom, something that's going on that cuts through some of the negativity that can sometimes be there, particularly in the online sphere. So Matt, what is our good thing of the week that is good this week? Well, we thought about this one because... Um, we think now we can say it, but um, it's the outgoing OG UK president fan club, Eurovision fan club, um, Alistair Rendell. We just wanted to sort of highlight him as a good thing because he has been a very, very good president to us in, and the fan club. Just has kind of made the the, the club has grown. The club has led properly. Um, the organisation that goes into being president of the... You know, this is the the biggest fan club, Eurovision fan club in the world in terms of a membership. And, um, you know, we just want to highlight him because he's just done some great stuff and he's his tenorship is coming to an end. He's stepping down and some news coming in. And I just, yeah, I feel like we should just like 
tip, you know, raise a, raise a glass and tip our hat to him because I think he's done an incredible job. So is the good thing of the week that we're seeing the back of him or? <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> bye. Sneaker. <laughs> bye. <laughs> no, it's celebrate his achievements. <laughs> yes, Alistair is stepping down from his role after two very well-served terms. Uh, absolutely, we are going to miss you, Alistair. You've brought passion and commitment and fun and a heck of a lot of patience to that job. <laughs> we wait with bated breath to see who puts themselves forward for that position. But yeah, Alistair Rendell, you may be leaving your office, but... My goodness, what a time it's been. Thank you for being our president. And it's the first lady I feel sorry for. Yeah. Poor John. Poor John. (laughs) (laughs) Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Monty, reel us in. What song have we selected as the Lithuanian Cherry this year? The Lithuanian cherry this year is Shadows by Melita. Yes. An interesting choice. Not one that I thought we were going to select when we started the evening, when we selected mm. the cherry. Um, but yeah, the discussion, sort of, we couldn't really make up our minds. We were going round and round the houses uh, for a few songs, but we just thought this one had a little bit more about it. It's got a very nice melody, yeah, and I, I really like it for that. Yeah, it was a difficult choice, actually, for from Lithuania. Um, not because everything was terrible, but I just think there were, you know, there were every song had something going for it and something maybe not going for it at the same time. But I'm very pleased with that. There you go. Shadows by Melita, our Lithuanian second cherry for 2021. Okay, so before we say goodbye, I'm going to let you know how you can get in contact with us, like everyone else has. Contact us at Twitter, which is at Second Cherry. Instagram, second underscore cherry. Or on Facebook, it's just search Second Cherry Podcast. Um, But you also can email us, like Peggy did. And that email address is... Hello! At secondcherry.vision. That's... Hello! At secondcherry.vision. Remember, .vision, not .com. .com is for losers. So there you go. There's our Lithuanian cherry. Thank you very much for joining us again. And we will be back with you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.